When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. All right, so let's take a moment to talk about this incident at the Emmys with Quinta Brunson. For those who haven't seen it, um, the skit goes um, that Jimmy Kimmel was drunk and he was dragged out on stage um, by Will Arnett. Uh, the idea being, you know, these are both comedians, the idea being that um, Jimmy was supposed to say something. He was too drunk to, you know, say something. You know, everyone gets a laugh. Uh, so Will has to, you know, uh, present the award um, to uh to Brunson. She comes up to receive her award, but Jimmy is passed out on the stage and it's a it's a joke, so he's he's still awake, but the joke is that he's kind of leaning into it. Um she says something like, you know, hey Jimmy, um I've gotten the award, you know something like that. It's it's over and he like kind of puts a thumbs up um but continues to lay there. And and she proceeds to accept the award and you know thank everyone and have her moment. Um. So why are we talking about this? Well, there's been a lot of backlash online, and that's really what I want to focus on today. Because some of the backlash feels a bit intense, you know, and because uh, Quinta is a black woman, which rightfully so, is a protected class of people in our world. You know, we protect black women here uh, and perhaps in your world as well. Um, the dynamic of a white man somehow involving himself in her moment 
can be a little off-putting for some folks. Okay. Now, the backlash has gone from, you know, I, I, it wasn't funny all the way to the extreme. And this is what the media tends to focus on. The extreme being, of course, um, you know, there's a comment that I read uh, on TMZ saying that this is, you know, an example of white male privilege, not allowing her to have her moment and, you know, him just kind of laying there, uh, getting that attention as well, you know, involving himself, stealing her shine, that sort of thing. Um, laying in her spotlight, if you will. So, you know, there's a, a, a very strange sort of thing that happens here. Um, I am well aware that, you know, a black people, we are a hurt people. We've been hurt time and time and time again in this country. And so, I'm not sure how to say this, but perhaps an argument could be made that we are uh, particularly sensitive to things because after a while, nearly everything looks like hurt. You know, that's just kind of what we're um, what we're accustomed to receiving. So I'm not blaming us. Would never do that. But I also realize that my opinion on this matter may differ from lots of other people's. And so um, I want to frame that in a way that we can kind of understand this moment, but more importantly, we can understand what we're doing about this moment and moments like these so that we have a constructive approach as often as we can. And we lean on each other and we challenge each other to develop and maintain constructive approaches to issues that may arise. Now, again, Jimmy Kimmel is a comedian and he, what he, he does jokes. That's kind of what he does. Um, he does things that he thinks are funny. And in this instance, I don't see any racial overtones. He's not hovering above her. There's nothing, you know, he didn't take a microphone from her. He didn't silence her voice. Nothing like that. Right. He was joking about being drunk. And the idea was that he was so drunk that he cannot get up and walk off the stage for off of margaritas. And it was a, he wasn't that drunk, but you know, that was the joke. And for, you know, black Twitter to connect this joke to, you know, white male privilege. I think the ripple effect of that is that someone like Jimmy Kimmel, who, when I look at him, he shared his platform with lots of causes, social causes. Um, and and he was one of those people that uh, he shares his stage with black people all the time. He shared his stage with uh, with Quinta um, seven months ago. He predicted the success of the show that she received the award for um, on that show in that interview. Um, I believe him to be a, a kind man. He's not a, a racist person. He's not, you know, throwing his white male privilege around. Um, stealing people's spotlight. If anything, he's sharing his own spotlight um, very often with black people and with issues that are important to black people. And this is where I feel we need to really examine how we approach things that we don't love, right? This ready, fire, aim attitude could conceivably cost us 
one more powerful ally. Now, maybe you don't look at him like an ally, but he's not an adversary. I don't believe him to be an adversary. I don't believe that this in, this action was in, intended to be malicious or to, uh, you know, steal anyone's spotlight. If anything, um, the joke and and him kind of involving himself, it kind of brings more eyes to the fact that she won this award. So what do we do when something like this happens and we don't like it? Do we go to Twitter and we fire off all these aggressive, angry comments? Do we, you know, rally the troops and say, let's go to war and let's cancel Jimmy? You know, this sort of stuff. Do we do that? When it's warranted, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of cancel culture, but I recognize that it has its place in society as perhaps the ultimate consequence when someone violates. But if there's something that we don't like, I think that we need to challenge ourselves and each other to teach when possible rather than condemn. You know, my position has always been, you know, if everybody is doing something wrong and no one feels like they can do something right, you know, I'm talking about white people, us, how we feel about white folks. If we feel like everybody white is doing something wrong to us, then, you know, imagine, imagine if that's, if you're white and that's your reality. It doesn't make you want to engage. It doesn't make you want to change your behavior first. If the first action it'll make you want to do is recoil, retreat. Hey, listen, I, I, I can't seem to do right by those folks. So let me just stay away. I'm not going to touch that issue because I don't know how to support. I don't know how to be the type of ally that they want me to be. I, I can't joke with them. So let me not even joke. Right. Which you would think sounds um, like it would work. Okay, we, have, we don't want people to joke with us. But, you know, it goes deeper than that. You know, I, I don't think that what we want is to not exist to our Caucasian brothers and sisters or to our, our brothers and sisters of any race, you know? And this is the, the ultimate consequence of us con continually condemning people for very minute things like this. It's almost akin to crying wolf. You know, if there's something that really does happen where the optics really do matter and we really need to have that teachable moment, well, it, it falls on deaf ears at, at that point because we've said that Jimmy Kimmel laying on stage is him throwing around his white privilege. And people are like, well... This is joking. He could have done this to anyone, but only one group of people would have called it white privilege. You know, um, and so, I, again, I'm not saying that we should or should not decide what is or isn't right for us, um, because obviously we need to stand up for ourselves. Had it been me, obviously, this is not a big deal at all. This is a joke. I would have rolled with the joke and it would have enhanced my moment. I believe that uh, Keenta Bronson did the same. Uh, in fact, uh, she, in her response, is unbothered by it, you know, and, and if you saw what happened, what I'm describing, you know that she just kind of rolled with it the same as anyone would. Um, you know, she's a comedian. He's a comedian. She kind of got it. And she was, in my opinion, she was kind of like surprised, it seemed like, um, that there was any backlash at all, you know. But um, if we're going to take issue with these sorts of things happening, Let's make sure that we have a constructive 
approach that we use these as teachable moments so that we are educating like, hey, you know what? I, I get what you're trying to do there. Um, in the future, let's let's do it this way. Or, hey, you know, have your moment. Ha ha ha. But make sure that you, you know, take a step away when, you know, she gets to talking just so that she can have her moment. This is very important for black folks. And we want to make sure that it's unencumbered by other things or, you know, that sort of thing. Because this man meant no harm. I don't believe. I don't believe he was throwing around his privilege. I think that he was doing what he does, which, again, is being a comedian. Um, and I, my belief is that we all need all of each other to move forward as brothers and sisters in this country. Um, for us to live separately, separately is impractical, impossible. And it doesn't give us the human experience that we really need. And sometimes these divisive comments that really divide us by race when it's kind of a stretch. Again, it's it it waters down the message. It's akin to crying wolf, in my opinion. And then when and if we actually need to have those teachable moments, well, we've alienated our allies. And then whoever is left that might be want to champion our causes with us, you know, it kind of falls on deaf ears or they might themselves be retreating. And so this is just something to keep in mind. I recognize that you know, this might not be an opinion or a sentiment that's shared uh, widely, um, that I have a very critical uh, opinion over the backlash. And I don't think this backlash was warranted. Um, I believe that Jimmy Kimmel is a good man. Uh, I followed his career long before television. You know, he's a radio guy. I'm a radio guy. You know, he's from Tucson. I'm from Phoenix. So, you know, uh, and I, I'm not and I don't know him personally, you know, so I'm not going to you know, let that one get off by anyone. Um, this is an honest sentiment about a, a man who is, has historically um, done the right thing as often as I believe he knew how. Um, and, you know, again, when there's a teachable moment, we teach, we don't condemn. Um, so, you know, those are my two cents. And again, I don't profess to be right. Uh, and I do my best to share the stage with you. If you have a different opinion, or maybe if you feel the same way, you know, feel free to reach out. Let's talk about it. Um, you can hit me on all social media at Ramses Ja, or of course, use the iHeartRadio app, uh, the red microphone talkback feature. I'd love to hear from you. Um, let's have this conversation and let's move the uh, culture forward. How about that? All right. And until next time, y'all, peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.